The following is an exclusive podcast for the Dermatology Digest. Today, journalist John Jesidis sits down with dermatologist Dr. George Cohen, clinical professor of dermatology, now retired, Florida State University College of Medicine, Tallahassee, Florida, to discuss misconceptions about skin cancer in skin of color, as well as risk factors and lesion recognition. Here's Dr. Cohen. What misconceptions are there about skin cancer in non-Caucasian populations? The biggest misconception is that skin cancer does not occur in non-Caucasian. And hence, most non-Caucasian, and just to keep it short, I'll say Afro-American patients, their prototype, uh, are not getting uh, regular full-body exams. Mm. And that's leading to misdiagnoses, missed diagnoses, and a greater mortality. Uh, the biggest example of that is melanoma. Now, the melanoma mm. incidence among uh, black patients hasn't been going up appreciably. It's still the same, one or two out of every 100,000. However, in black patients, the melanomas are often acral lentiginous melanomas, meaning they're on the hands and feet. And so if you don't take a person's shoes and socks off, you're going to miss the foot melanomas. Now, Bob Marley, the great reggae star, died from melanoma on the foot. And I've had several patients come to me with metastatic melanoma, and I was asked by the oncologist if I could identify a primary and in many cases, it's a subungual melanoma on the feet that mm. uh, gave rise to the metastasis. So if there's one point I could drive home and emphasize is always look at the hands and feet of all uh, black patients who come in for an exam. If you don't pick the shoes and socks off, and look at the feet, you may have missed an opportunity to save a life. Uh, The other uh, key point I'd like to drive home about uh, skin cancer in the black patient uh, is that hypopigmented mycosis fungoides or hypopigmented cutaneous T-cell lymphoma is probably the most common skin cancer that I see. And there's a variety of this cutaneous T-cell lymphoma that just presents as hypopigmented light spots. And people may think it's a fungal infection, or eczema, or some other type of benign dermatosis. And often these people have had these lesions for years and seen Mm -hmm. multiple doctors and tried multiple creams and whatnot, but uh, to no avail. And so once you biopsy them and uh, do what's called gene rearrangement studies, you can make the diagnosis 
of cutaneous T-cell lymphoma. And the patients have a good prognosis, but it's very, very easily missed if you don't know about it and you don't think about it. Now, basal cell carcinomas, generally speaking, are very, very unusual in black patients. Uh, in a given year, I might see one, maybe. Uh, unless there's a genetic defect, there's uh, a handful of black patients who have Gorlin syndrome, the so-called basal cell uh, nevus syndrome, and they make uh, hundreds or thousands of basal cells, but uh, that type of patient is rare as hen's teeth. But uh, they're very unusual. Now, squamous cell carcinoma, on the other hand, does occur in blacks, but there is usually a predisposing condition. For example, example, albinism. Uh, these people have no melanin, can't make melanin, and they get the full range of actinic damage from actinic keratosis all the way to full-blown squamous cell carcinoma. So a patient with albinism has to be monitored frequently. Uh, patients who, black patients who have chronic inflammatory diseases like lupus uh, can develop squamous cell carcinoma because of the chronic inflammation, uh, people with burn scars, et cetera, uh, as well as people who are immunosuppressed from HIV, for example. So squamous cell carcinomas are not rare in black patients. I see, oh, maybe five or six of those a year. And again, it's either an albino patient or patient with one of the other uh, predisposing conditions that I mentioned. So those, those are the, 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 the take-home points that people need to be aware of. Uh, being black does not make one immune to skin cancer, it, but it does make it less likely. Are there any groups at special risk for these cancers? No, because the treatment is the same. What's different is the incidence and the clinical presentation. So if you have a melanoma, your treatment's going to be uh, dictated by the, you know, the current guidelines, surgery, plasmatics, adjuvant therapy, uh, depending on the stage, prognosis, et cetera. For basal cells, the treatment is the same. It's going to be uh, excised. Probably most surgery is the best. And again, for squamous cells, it's the same. So there are no unique treatment uh, considerations. It's the, the most important thing is to make the diagnosis. And you're just not going to see melanomas very frequently on the trunk and body of black patients, you may see it, and it does happen. But the key thing is not to neglect the exam of the hands and feet. Uh, you have to have a high index of suspicion when you're dealing with someone who has HIV. Now, that is actually uh, the instance of HIV 
induced skin cancer has gone down because of the antiretroviral therapy now, which is very effective. But prior to the antiretroviral therapy, I would frequently see uh, squamous cell carcinoma of the genitalia because, as we know, it's HPV-induced disease, and that's a, a common site for the oncogenic strains of HPV. So penile squamous cell carcinoma uh, was not mm-hmm. infrequent. But now that we have the antiretroviral therapy that reconstitutes people's immune system along with the HPV vaccines that can prevent people from getting it in the first place, uh, that's becoming a rarity. Are there any population groups at special risk for these cancers within the African-American community? Maybe. Um, And the reason I say maybe is the VA hospital system regards cutaneous T-cell lymphoma as a Agent Orange caused disease and they compensate veterans uh, who were in Vietnam exposed to Agent Orange and who later get cutaneous T-cell lymphoma. They compensate them for that. Now, the VA system doesn't have some, doesn't uh, compensate people based on a causative uh, basis. It's an administrative decision. So they, they, they are not going to say, yeah, we've got all the scientific data that Agent Orange calls this gene cell rearrangements. We studied 100 people and this and that and other, and they all had rearrangements, but they're not going to do that. They say from an administrative standpoint, we've seen enough people with Agent Orange and we've made a decision administratively that is caused. And so that's why I say maybe, but we see plenty of CTCL patients who have not been in the VA system who are not veterans. We see it in kids. We see it uh, in people who are too young to have served in the military, et cetera. And as it is now, the military is voluntary, so probably only 1% of people actually serve in the military now. And there ain't no Agent Orange that we know of. Can you provide any other tips or pearls about diagnosing or treating these cancers? The tips are A, and I know I'm repeating myself, but look at the hands and feet, do a thorough exam, pay close attention to lesions and have a high index of suspicion for squamous cell carcinoma if someone has a predisposing condition. And the basal cells, they are rare, but any unexplained growth uh, needs to be biopsied. What features can enhance early skin cancer and melanoma recognition and detection in patients of color? Okay. Non-healing lesions, rapidly growing lesions, 
are hints. Widespread uh-huh. hypopigmented patches that have been present for years, treated by different doctors for years, without success, should always raise a suspicion of hypopigmented mycosis fungoides. Uh, and of course, lesions on the palms and soles and subungual lesions, you have to think melanoma. And all melanoma are not black. Some of them are hypopigmented melanoma, and they may look reddish. If someone's mm. got a lesion on the toe, and it's red, and it's ulcerating, et cetera, et cetera, you can't rule out melanoma because it's not black. Are there particular risk factors that may increase the, the chances of skin cancer and melanoma in patients of color? Uh, the risk factors, uh, again, and this is rare, there, there, there are people who have certain syndromes that uh, can lead to more skin cancers. Albinism is one. Uh, Gorlin syndromes, these are genetic diseases. Xeroderma mm-hmm. pigmentosa, these are things that can lead to increased risk. Uh, the other uh, increased risk factor is... Uh, immunosuppression, be it uh-huh. uh, caused by the doctor, iatrogenic steroids and other immunosuppressive drugs, or be it viral immunosuppression. This has been an exclusive podcast with the Dermatology Digest. Find more at www.thedermdigest.com. Thank you for joining us.